Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm James Carey. I'm Dave Cohen. And this week we're not talking about writing sitcoms, but writing sketches. And we'll see why that's an important skill to acquire in due course. But before that, I'd like to follow up on our podcast about the Edinburgh Fringe. And I understand that there were some highs and lows for you, Dave. Oh, definitely, yes. The the, uh, Edinburgh roller coaster, luckily I was only there for five days. Felt longer or felt shorter? Not at all, actually. I really enjoyed it. The sun shone and uh, I I did my show and I was uh, someone's sponsored me to be there so that was all fine I didn't have the normal uh, worries which is just as good because one show I had a one punter which is uh, wow <laughs> I've never had that ever but uh, it was great he was a very good punter I really enjoyed doing the show to him um, but yeah it was um, I, is I, it, you I mean to say in, in all of because you've done how many Edinburgh's have you done uh, well I did 13 full Edinburgh's and I've done sort of 5 or 6 but never be, never before played to an audience of one no never no. until until uh Last well, about three weeks ago. That's yeah. extraordinary. Mm, yes. So you've got off. You've got off pretty lightly in some ways. Uh, yes, I suppose so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but so five days well spent. How how and how was the fringe? around you as it were how did it feel it was great actually because I came in on the last week and so uh, I managed to see quite a few people a few old faces they'd been through the they, they, they'd hit the wall which everyone uh, does uh, anyone who's ever run a marathon or done the Edinburgh Fringe knows what I mean you get about when two thirds the of the way normally it's about uh, it, it sort of comes it comes around about the time of the last weekend when when everyone comes up from England and the TV festival's there and everything's selling out and even if you've had a brilliant time you suddenly hit this moment of oh my god and then the following week is can can be a sort of deeply miserable uh, right. time although actually the, the the final week was the tv week this 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 time around but um yeah you, so you hit the wall and you get miserable and then you've got three days left when you get an audience of three or less mm. so um think but, to yourself why did i agree to do exactly. the bank holiday monday Exactly. When exactly. I could have gone home early. Yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think people generally, as expected, those who enjoyed it, uh, had very good shows, had a great time. Those whose shows were merely good, uh, didn't, mm. or anything, anything less than brilliant. As we've said before, it's sort of almost not worth. Yeah. Uh, going for the full time. Yes. Once people have worked out, they're not really hot. Yeah, it's a long. It's a long time to be lukewarm or cold, isn't it? <laughs> it is, or even a long time to be perfectly good, but just not the flavour of the moment. Yeah, but um, that's that is the nature. That of it. is the abusive relationship that is yeah. the Edinburgh Festival. Importantly, it made uh, I. I got the show which I'm very pleased with and, it, and I did feel that I was getting better with it every show because I'd only done it about four times before and so I will be doing it again in the autumn uh, and you'll be the first to know all about it. Absolutely, great, well, keep us posted. Um, <laughs> while you were doing that I was beavering away on a, 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 sitcom. a, a sitcom, a tiny little three episode sitcom uh, for BBC Radio Wales uh, right. called Be Lucky. Excellent, which I know from when we've talked in the past is a, is a passion of yours, isn't it? It is. It's a show I've had for quite a long time in a couple of different incarnations and an opportunity came up to pitch it to Radio Wales and they went for it. Um, and in the end, our cast um, is uh, Milton Jones and Ellis James and Joe Joyner. Um, Great cast. Which is a pretty good cast for yeah. a Radio Wales three-episode yeah. sitcom. Um, and it was great fun. And actually, it was only... Quite uh, quite 
with only a week or two to go, I was getting a little bit on edge about scripts and everything being ready. And then it occurred to me that I haven't done a, a solo show, mm -hmm. as it were, since Hut 33, which is probably really at least is. five, six years ago. Oh, right. At the, at, the very, um, at the very least. Because I've written everything with Richard Hurst since then, or other people's shows with other people, or it's not mm -hmm. been mine. So suddenly it was... Uh, it was all down to you. It was all down to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, I think it's turned out all right, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it starts going out on the 1st of October, the 1st, the 8th, and the 14th. Just on Radio Wales? On Radio Wales and on iPlayer. Oh, right, OK. So oh, iPlayer well, is the main attraction for me, right. I well, don't live in Wales, so I wouldn't be able to hear it. <laughs> OK, yeah. OK. Well, you're probably you're quite near Wales. So I am quite near, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Not it's near enough. Not OK, well, I'm sure we will be mentioning that nearer the time. Absolutely. Or well, maybe the next podcast. Or the next podcast. Maybe too late by then. Who knows? All oh, right. Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's a be lucky, yeah? Be lucky. So if you live yeah. in Wales or you check it out on iPlayer, James's new sitcom starring Milton Jones. Is it a half hour? Half episode? hour, yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. And Three episodes. I was aware whilst writing it and rewriting bits... Um, that actually this crosses over with what we're talking about next is because the show is a little bit loose and and strange and it's got some sketchy elements to right. it. Uh -huh. um, and so... A sketchcom. It it, there, are, there are hints of sketchcom about it. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's what we're talking about today is, is sketch writing. Um, why is this something you wanted to talk about, Dave? Well, first of all, Newsjack is back and uh, I'm... I mean, it's uh, Newsjack is around. It comes back twice a year, so it's always, it's always good to remind you that um, if you want to make a living at comedy uh, and you want to um, get get in there, then Newsjack on Radio Four, topical show, six weeks, uh, two two lots of six weeks per year, is uh, the show on which to do that. And especially uh, if you can't be bothered to make a YouTube video. Or, or do your own mm. thing, which and and you say you say that in the in the best possible way. Can't yeah. be bothered, as in it really is. It's a lot, a of, lot work of work to make it look yeah. decent. You whereas really, this, really have to be bothered. Whereas if you want to just focus on writing, then um, then this is a really good way to get involved. And uh, and it's a great uh, you know it is a great show to to work on. So many people uh, who are now. Uh, great sitcom writers or uh, other writers started out writing for the equivalent show of News Jack. People like Richard Curtis, mm. uh, Simon Pegg, um, and, and they, um, Andy Hamilton and Guy Jenkin, of course. So it, it, it is uh, writing sketches uh, is a is a good way in. Uh, and I, I, if you I look have... at the if you look at the credits, probably of not the nine o'clock news yeah. of the two Ronnies. You'll see loads yeah. of people John who went Sullivan, on to write sitcoms, and, and um, Andrew Marshall and David Renwick. Of course, yeah. And um, so it really is probably less so now than before because YouTube didn't exist in 1978. Mm. Um, but this is a this still remains a really good route into mm. writing, getting getting some experience, writing jokes. And starting to make contacts and starting to feel like you're a writer. That's right. And I have spoken to people when I've run sitcom courses. Coincidentally, I happen to be running one in November, about which more later. Uh, but about writing a house write sitcom. And, and a lot of people say, I'm not interested in writing sketches. I, I only want to write sitcom. But actually, one of the ways to get... Uh, asked to write a sitcom is to become a successful sketch writer and again people like uh, Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews they they started out writing sketches yeah. uh, for Alexi Sale and they were doing that and got 
father said, I think, off the back of yeah. that. Um, Andrew Walton. Andy Walton is a has been writing sketches and stuff for Radio 4. Uh, the Coopers versus the rest, or The Coopers versus the World, was one of BBC Two's new pilots in the landmark sitcom season. Right. So he's been kicking around radio, just getting good at writing jokes and sketches. Yeah. And um, he's written this family sitcom about uh, a family who've adopted kids... He himself, I believe, is adopted. Um, I hope this isn't news to him. I think I've heard this via someone else. Um, but um, that would be very, would be, very shocking. Oh, yeah. um, but um, uh, but it still works. Yeah. You know, it still works. There is someone who's gone the radio route and uh, they've got a pilot yeah. on BBC Two. Whether it turns into a series or not, I don't yet know. But yeah. um, but it can work. So do go ahead and do that. So. I guess the first thing we have to say uh, is, you know, what is a sketch? And uh, it's a, there's a, a fairly straightforward answer to that, really. Um, there, there's, I suppose there's two types of sketch. There's the quickie, which is basically one very, very funny gag uh, stretched out over 10 to 20 seconds. Um, or there is the, the standard staple sketch, which is probably, uh, which is in most uh, radio and TV sketch shows, usually is two minutes long maximum and uh that the, it's like a sort of self-contained story really isn't mm. it so a sketch is a, it, it's like a mini it's like a sort of short story really and it's it's, it's like a, any story it's got three acts it's got the beginning the middle and the end um as we technically uh, call these things yes, absolutely. The sorry we're getting into jargon here yeah, beginning yeah. middle and end is yeah. Very advanced get stuff. Get too over your head. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the beginning basically sets the thing up. And, I mean, if you imagine a, uh, a movie, which is like an hour, an hour and a half long, you, you have about sort of seven or eight minutes of things being set up. And then yeah. about in the Tracking end. shots, music, yeah. people making breakfast, this is going life. to work. This, this is, is life normal. as we know it. Everything's yeah. normal. And then seven, eight, nine, ten minutes in, the thing happens. Mm. The big thing. Uh, and in a two-minute sketch, the big thing happens... Uh, about sort of um, 15, well, maybe even mm. less, 10, 15 seconds in. And this big thing is usually you've sat and you've had an idea for a sketch and the idea is uh, begins with the phrase, what if? Mm. You know, what if uh, that, that pet that you bought from the, the pet shop, when you actually bought it, what if it was actually dead when you bought it? Mm. Um, that's, you know, you thought it was just asleep. But, uh, oh, that's a funny idea. I think the, um, the idea came originally for the parrot sketch, which is, what if a pet shop owner was like a car mechanic? Right, um, I, okay. I think, yeah. I think mm. Michael Palin talked about taking his car back in to be fixed and says, oh, the um, this one, you know, the engine stopped working. Right. And the car mechanic goes, yeah, yeah, they do, yeah, they do break, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what a bizarre thing. Fair and then what, what if you right, took your yeah. pet back in the same way that you take a car or something? Yeah. I think it was the initial... Yeah. Starting point. The, another Python sketch has just come to mind that you're sort of picking up on is someone saying, Hello, I'd like to have an argument, please. Hmm. And that immediately sets up the what if someone can pay money to have an argument with somebody? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that sort of immediately goes, Okay, yeah. here's the idea. This is the these are the jokes. Yeah. And therefore it and here follows the meat of the sketch. And then that's so so then you get a series of gags yeah. off the back of that. This isn't an argument, it's a contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Well, in that one, the first yeah. one, he goes into the wrong room first. Yeah. Says, oh, I'm terribly sorry, this is abuse. You know, yeah. And then he sort of like yeah. leaves and goes into the right room. 
and then has this argument and it sort of you know runs out of steam eventually but and, and that's I mean I've read a lot of sketches over the years and I, I've written a lot of sketches over the years as well and uh, I, I the, the same mistake is made by me and many other people which is that we uh, a lot of people come up with this very good what if idea and then lots of good jokes off the back of it and that's so we've got our beginning and our middle uh, and we're about, you know, that's a, that's a good minute's worth of good, funny stuff. But then uh, you have to get from the middle to the end. And that's like the end of Act 2. Now, if I was Robert McKee uh, doing a story mm. uh, class here, well, I'd be charging you 250 quid apart from anything else. Um, but I'd be saying, this is the moment where you get the second inciting incident. Mm. So something happens in the sketch a minute and a half in to twist... To twist it again. The first time something happened and twisted the sketch from the guy walking into a pet shop with a parrot, and here's the twist, it's dead, and then blah blah blah, there's something else, and then there's going to be another twist. Now, funnily enough, Monty Python did not do yeah. many uh, twists, and I think one of the one of the reasons so many sketches aren't good enough is where people will just say, oh, well, Monty Python, fast show, they never bothered with yeah, punchlines. Punch lines. That's because they knew that it's the bloody hardest thing yeah, to do. Yeah, and they got away with it. Yeah, they can do that. You can't. Um, so you have to have this second twist. And most sketches don't have the second twist. So if you look at very successful show, sketch shows over the years, whether you like them or not, shows like Big Train, uh, Little Britain, um, these are the shows that have... They have sketches, they have twists, and then from that twist, you go straight into the punchline of the mm. sketch. And... Um, that's kind of as much as you need to know in terms of actually writing a sketch. And, I mean, another thing that it is actually worth saying about sketches um, is, and we said about the link between sketches and sitcoms, mm. but as, as, although a sketch is a self-contained piece of comedy, mm. and generally, I mean, you do get recurring characters in sketch shows, but you, uh, the, the, the most well-known sketches are usually, like, a sketched that lives or dies with these two or three people in them. But a, a sitcom scene is a bit like a sketch, really, isn't it? It is, because you've effectively got one idea. What's the idea that is this character's trying to do this and the other character's mm. trying to stop them or they have a different agenda? So, in a sense, they just work as two, you know, little two- or three-minute scenes. It's particularly the case, I think, potentially with opening scenes. And this this particularly occurred to me the other day when I was thinking fondly about Red Dwarf, as I often do, and thinking what a brilliant opening scene uh, you have in an episode in which uh, Lister is trying to teach Crichton how to lie. Right. And it opens with um, uh, with with Lister holding up fruit uh, to Crichton, and Crichton is saying, it's a banana. No, it's not. You know, it's not a banana. It's a, it's a, I can't, you know, and he can't break his programming. Right. And it just it plays out like a lovely little two, three minute sketch. And it turns out to be very helpful for the plot later on when Crichton, I think, has to lie to someone to spare their feelings in a mm -hmm. in a Casablanca style ending, I think. But it reminded me of that moment of thinking, yeah, often really good sitcom writers got their comedy chops writing sketches. Yeah. And it just gets the episode off to a flying start. And lots of really, especially audience sitcoms, I think, mm. have that lovely little two, three minutes of here's an idea, here's a funny idea with some characters you already know, go. 
mm-hmm. here are the jokes, here are the jokes, here are the jokes, and then it, and then the episode kind of starts. It's almost like yeah. a starter motor for a sitcom. Well, in fact, Grant and Naylor were uh, really great sketch writers. They wrote one of my favourite uh, sketch shows of the 1980s called uh, Son of Cliché, as well as then going on to be the main writers yeah. on Spitting Image for a number of years. That was before... I think that was, yeah, that was all before they did Red Dwarf. Yeah. So, again, there's another example of uh, uh, sketch sketch writers who end up doing sitcom. Yeah. Um, and, and it encourages, I think sketch writing encourages economy as well in terms yeah. of a sketch is really, it's almost like writing a poem where you're just throwing away absolutely everything that mm. you don't absolutely need. That's right, yeah. So... Um, Lots to learn from writing sketches. Yeah. Now you did. You spent quite a lot of time script editing on a. Um, was it? It wasn't a topical show. Was Recorded it? for but, training purposes. Yeah. It was, it was a sort of contemporary show rather than a topical. It was yes. the equivalent of Newsjack, wasn't it? It's one of these shows that. It was designed as an open door policy yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. And. What sort of things can you remember that? What sort of mistakes did people make, and what sort of things did? Uh, um, I think there were. I'm just trying to remember what I did used to say. I did just write a couple of things down, though, which is one of which is... So my, my advice would be, if you're trying to write sketches, just get back into watching sketches and re- remembering how sketches work. And um, Mitchell and Webb sketches, I think, are really good classic mm. sketches in the, in the style of Fry and Laurie and mm-hmm. the two Ronnies. Yeah. They are, have... Here is, the, here is the idea, here are the jokes, here is a nice twist mm-hmm. at the end... Uh, for listening, you can you couldn't do better than listen to John Finnwall's souvenir program. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is the best sketch writer in the country for my money. I mean, he's yeah. just brilliant at mm-hmm. having an idea, nailing it, and then stopping. Yeah, next idea. So it is frustrating when you get sent material. If you know, my job as a script editor when I'm script editing a show is we've got to record. 45 minutes worth of material in front of an audience. Mm. I'm I'm not being paid to write it. Mm. I would like to be sent it so that I can edit it and put it in. And ideally, I wanted to go straight in. When you take a sketch off the pile and you read it and you and you think to yourself, what is this? This isn't even a sketch. Mm. Um, we need sketches. Why have you sent me this? Um, mm. So I think things that just don't fit, this, you know, trying to be clever or cute with the format, trying to deconstruct everything, mm. you... As an outs- as an outsider, you you don't get to do that yet. When mm. it's your show, it, when it's Little Britain, when it's the Mon- when it's Monty Python, and you've decided you're not going to have any endings to your sketches, yeah. that's or fine. Or you're going to have recurring characters. Or recurring characters, that's fine. You can do mm. that. It's your show. If you're just writing for hire, you're trying to get on sketches. You just want to submit a sketch which is with a mm. beginning and a middle and an end, clear idea. That's the other thing when you're reading a sketch and it starts out, oh, this is a great idea, mm-hmm. and then the jokes are actually all about something else. And it's like, oh, this this, uh, this sketch is about mm-hmm. two things, not one thing. Yeah. So having one clear, simple idea, and, um, and also my heart tends to leap when a sketch is two or three pages rather than six or seven pages. Yeah. So a, a long sketch, my instinct as a script editor is this person doesn't know what the funny bit is, so they've bunged it all in yeah. and are hoping that I will find the funny bits and mm. cobble them together. And uh, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Uh, we, can, we, can, we know now exactly, we can tell exactly how many words there are in your sketch. And, it's, and I've 
find there's uh, a fairly good rule if a sketch is more than 500 words long it's it's not working mm. and uh, 400 is a sort of ideal length 400 when that includes the names of the characters and everything yeah. really you, you, you can uh, you, any, anything longer than that and you are starting to stretch out yeah the idea. It, you know, it may be that you're grasping around because your idea isn't strong enough or the sketch is too long because you've got two ideas and they're slightly fighting each other. Um, so if you've got one clear idea and you've got, you need some key jokes to go with it, mm-hmm. um, and then you and then you really do need that punchline or ending because again, I'm script editing a show with the, with sketches in it that have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you haven't thought of a punchline, then I'll have to think of one. And I'm. I don't want to think of one. I'd rather you yeah. did it. Um, so I think sometimes you, you, you just you're being sent stuff that really is half, literally half decent. There's a decent idea in there, but it's only really half executed. Yeah. So having a punchline and also being really brutal on yourself before you send it off to say, can this sketch be shorter? Can I? Are there any lines that I can get rid of? Does this sketch start fast enough? Yeah, you're okay not to have any jokes in the first four lines, as long as you're establishing very quickly and efficiently exactly where we are and how the sketch is. Especially on the radio, mm-hmm. you have to do a lot of work to take the audience from from silence yeah. to we are at a we are at a field hospital at the mm. Battle of Balaclava. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, actually, on Newsjack, I think they help you there because you can. You can sort of set up the sketch with the voiceover beforehand. Yes, and now it's over to blah blah. Yeah, and again, you need yeah. to know what the conventions are for that show and make the most of them. Hmm. But it is amazing to me the contempt that new writers show for the show that they're writing for. That they don't. They're they're sending you sketches you can't use. They've got swear words in them that you can't broadcast. They're set up in a way that would never hmm. be. Um, a lot of time is wasted on that. Um, One thing I would mention as well is that um, a lot of people, I think we're about two weeks into Newsjack now, but a lot of people send send jokes or sketches in... Uh, and then after they don't get some anything on in the first week and they think, all oh, right, that's it, I'm never going to get anything on. Um, whereas, in fact, what's happened is that everybody's sent for the first show. They've already got their, their commissioned writers who are writing most of the show anyway, so it's very hard to get anything on. But the longer, if you, you, you stick at it, just keep writing, keep sending stuff, uh, the more people fall away anyway so you kind of increase your chances just by sticking in there and I wouldn't I wouldn't aim your aim isn't to get something on the show uh, at this stage even your aim at this stage is to be able to say right every week I'm going to be I'm committed to this show and every week I'm going to send in as many sketches as you know, they allow you to send I think it's two or three a week yeah. and one liners and I'm going to just every week do that and you should eventually get some stuff on. Even if you don't, you've you've uh, had a very good exercise in learning how to, to write, really, because yeah. you, you've been writing something that's maybe not necessarily what would be your first choice of what you want to write, but it's the kind of thing that you would write that you would hope to get paid for. Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody really wants to play scales on a piano, but if you want to be a really good pianist, you do, you've got to do your scales. Yeah. And so... Writing sketches for a topical show, if you're not that interested in mm-hmm. topical shows, is like doing scales. 
Yeah. But I don't mm. think there's any concert pianist out there who thinks that doing scales was a waste of time looking back on it. Mm. Yeah, I don't really play many scales now in public. I don't really do, you know what I mean? Yeah. I tried a G major the other day and got nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you, it, it is a bit of a discipline, but right. sticking at it. I, I, I like the idea that what you're suggesting, Dave, is that your, your achievable targets are doing mm. it every week. Mm send some sketches you know you've de- you're determined to send in two sketches a week that you are happy with yeah um and uh, and five one liners yeah and then you know obviously the short term aim is to get a credit mm. but the other thing i would do if you possibly can is go to the recording mm. Um, which is hard if you're not in London obviously it is hard if you're not in London but 8 million people are Mm -hmm. and the trains to London are pretty good so if you really want to do this it's almost worth taking a day off work to do it and just the feeling of being there because it may be that your sketch is actually um, recorded and not broadcast Mm. it may be that your sketch was uh, made it through to the read through and then proved to you know, mm. not quite work or not be fixable in the time. It, and may, you, it may have been recorded and got big laughs and then something happened with a, another story that, that meant that yeah. um, something else had to go, something had to give way and yours was a sketch. It was too long to fit the slot or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's a, there is a million and one reasons but beyond also the, the fact I- that it's not good enough. Yeah, but also the idea of actually being in the room when you're hearing material being recorded, mm. what it means is you're, that feeling that your material is going to have to make all of these people laugh. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to sit at home and think, oh, my stuff's much better, and they'll, those idiots will laugh at anything or, or whatever it is. It's a, okay, let's let's get in the room. Let's watch. And yeah. I tell you what, when it's they a, start... It's a humbling experience, Yeah, isn't and when it? they do start reading <laughs> your sketches, if, you, if you've written a sketch, you recognise the first two lines boy, your heart is in your absolute mouth. Mm, um, mm. It, and then, so in one sense, it's just it, it teaches you a little bit of respect, I think. Yeah. Um, mm. So there's a, and, and also, if you do go, uh, if you've been writing for a few weeks, you might want to email to say, I'd like to come to a recording, and they might put you on the list. And you, you might meet up with other writers who are also mm. writing and find out how they're getting on and just getting a sense of camaraderie or... So again, it's it's not just about the work itself, but about meeting other people yeah. and mm-hmm. finding like-minded people. Yeah, um, that's the downside of the fact that everything is done now remotely. Is because there were a few comedy partner partnerships forged in the open door policy rooms of weekending when pretty much anybody could walk into the BBC and oh, write yeah. for that show yeah. uh, without being mm. frisked or asked for ID or yeah. spit into mm-hmm. a test tube or anything. That's how I met my. First writing partner. Was, uh, yeah, so that can't really happen unless you start yeah. turning up to recordings. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. One thing you mentioned there actually was about um, deconstructing sketches, and, and that's definitely something that, that's um, happened. You know, deconstruction is a thing. There's no doubt about it these days. And uh, actually, I was listening to a show on, uh, uh, on the radio the other day um, by a, a bunch of young, new hopefuls uh they're probably more than hopefuls now they're probably more successful if you're than I to am it, at the moment if, if you're listening to it they're already beyond hopefuls <laughs> yes they're called the pin and they're uh it's a sort of you know young two white male young 20 something footlights blah 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 etc mm. um and it's a sketch show and they are uh, I, I checked up 
once I'd heard the show and, and, and sort of read about them, and apparently they are the sort of the kings of sketch show deconstruction. But actually, they they have some very very conventional sketches in in their shows, and and also if you just think, hey, sketches, God, they're so bourgeois and two minutes and all that, I'm gonna blow all that away well you were kind of beaten to it uh in the 1950s there was a sketch show featuring um peter jones and peter ustinoff which basically they they sat in a room and improvised and then uh into a tape recorder and then uh dennis norden and frank muir listened to the tapes and then they kind of fashioned sketches out of them and they got the two peters back in the room again and they so they they kind of created a sketch show out of improvisation back in 1952 so uh you think you're you're thinking new and hip hey norden and muir were much newer and hipper yeah. than you 60 yeah, years ago yeah 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 and if you and if they didn't do it then spike milligan did yeah. so um it's a, it's it's as old as time itself and i would therefore suggest that you just stop worrying about deconstructing and just have a decent idea yeah. for a sketch and do it because that is you want you want to make friends with the producer you want to make friends with the script editor as someone who can reliably produce material because i think it can feel especially if you don't live in london you don't turn up to stuff it feels like every single thing is designed to keep you out of having a comedy writing career mm. and having been on the other side of the fence, nothing could be further from the truth. A BBC producer is desperate to find some really new writing talent and they were desperate to find sketches that require no script editing, that can go straight in, mm. and that is a wonderful thing. Yeah. The fact that they're not doing that with your material probably says more about you and your material than them mm. so keep practicing get better at it and if you start getting stuff on regularly you you will get emails from the producer saying great stuff um the next series is coming around soon please submit more material once you've done that for a couple of series or three series they might get you in and give you a small commission and they might even say, by the way, have you got any sitcom ideas? Yes. They're, they're new producers. They're looking, for, uh, they're looking for writers to work with for the next 20 or 30 years of their yeah. careers. And, uh, you know, if you've got ideas and things, then, then they want to hear them as well. So and that, they might also say, have you got any other sketches? Because I'm producing a, a show for, mm. uh, you know, a sketch group that did great guns at Edinburgh they've got an hour's worth of material, but we need three hours worth of material. Yeah. What have you got? Mm. So it's all there for the taking, mm. mm -hmm. um, but you have to write some decent sketches. Yeah. And bear in mind as well, uh, when you're writing those sketches, that, um, that finding that second twist and finding that punchline, I, I would say in my experience, that's, that's almost as time-consuming and as hard work as doing the whole of the rest of the sketch put together. Yeah. So you really, you know, you, you will be rewarded by spending that extra amount of time really thinking, how do I get this sketch to be more than just a few funny observations about something in the news? How do I make it something that then has this twist and can really uh, make the audience, and, and you know, get get that extra big laugh from the audience yeah. that will take you to the punchline? That yeah, it's either a sort of a pullback and reveal kind of thing about, mm. you know, it's... They were talking to somebody and it turns out that this person 
is Secretary of State for the Energy Minister or whatever all along, yeah. or it turns out that this person um, uh, it has no knowledge of anything mm-hmm. that they've spoken about, or you know, yeah. it could be. It just sort of needs to. There needs to be some kind of twist reveal. Yeah. It was nice. I mean, there was this one sketch on the pin, and it was. Uh, um, uh, a policeman says, so, Oscar Wilde, you, uh, you were, um, uh, you witnessed, uh, the, the, the murder of, uh, Jack, uh, the, the, uh, you must have witnessed Jack the Ripper doing a murder. Can you, uh, can you describe the murderer? Um, so there's your setup, and Oscar Wilde replies, uh, why, yes, he, he, uh, uh, he, he was a man who knows too much and not enough and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight away, so you get the idea. And then tons and tons of wit. Lots yeah. and lots of questions, yeah. and, uh, you know, can you describe his uh, face? Uh, I, yes, I can. It was uh, neither sad nor happy, but the countenance of a man for whom life, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, all right. And, you know, look, a, a woman has been murdered here, Mr. Wilde. Please, sorry, sorry, sorry yes, yeah. And, and then several of these jokes and then they said something and, and the policeman says oh what a shame you know every time there's one of these murders and it's such a shame you're the only witness that's ever there and he sort of goes ah yes mm, yes funny you should say that oh oh look over there and so uh, you get a really good, that's a, that, that, that was the twist yeah yeah Oscar Wilde is Jack the Ripper yeah. great lovely little twist and that, yeah. that probably you know to get to that point uh, it probably took a lot longer than the just oh let's have Oscar Wilde uh, mm. answering police questions in a funny way, which mm. probably took about five seconds yeah, to yeah. come up with the idea, and then ten minutes to come up with all the, all the gags. Yeah. So um, it is worth it. It really is, it really um, is worth that effort. So that's really all we have to say about sketches. Yes, and in terms of in terms of news jack specifically, the the the, the other tips may be about. Not not writing sketches about the most obvious stories of the week, yeah. Because you know everyone will be doing that. It's trying mm. to find stories that have a little bit of relevance and feel of the moment, but maybe aren't, um, but maybe aren't also completely obscure. Where you're mm. effectively using a very obscure news story on which to hang your um, your sketch idea mm. that you've had for ages. Don't be afraid to go for a difficult story. By difficult, I don't mean... I mean, there, there are certain types of story that generally are not covered. Um, but um, it actually, people... Uh, writing any sketch about Europe is always a, a, an onerous task, always used to be an onerous task. I suppose it just got a little bit more interesting this yeah. year. But, uh, yes, back in the 90s, writing sketches about the Maastricht Treaty yes. was... Uh, you, that was like you drew the short straw on yeah. that uh, when you, you're the one who has to go away and write f- jokes about the EU. Um, so find find the things that aren't the obvious uh, subjects yeah. and, and just you know give them some extra thought because not so many people will have done that. Yeah. And listen, and not only listen to sketch shows, but listen to Newsjack if you're trying to get stuff on Newsjack and listen carefully and listen hard and learn the lessons and yeah. really try to write a show that could just go straight in uh, rather than wishing the show was something else and that they might make an exception for your sketch they're really not going to do that mm. um, so uh, don't uh, don't kid yourself it's just a waste of your time as well yeah. so um, those are our uh, suggestions for getting yeah. stuck in uh, to Newsjack I think that's about it for one podcast mm. uh, if you want to get in contact with us 
Get in touch via email on sitcomgeeks at gmail.com. We do promise to answer all your uh, queries. Do we? As they said. On Questions, comments, observations and ideas for episodes. Yeah. We don't need any more first ten pages for now, thank you. We are still getting mm. some trickling in yeah. because people have listened to previous episodes where we have heartily suggested you mm. send them in. So apologies that we've, we're a bit slow on that, but we will, uh, I guess, in the next month or so, we'll be uh, reading a few and we'll yes. be doing some... Uh, yeah, maybe that'll be in a couple of podcast time we'll yeah. do another 10 pages special, go yeah. through three or four of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, like us on Facebook, look for us mm. there, look for Sitcom Geeks. Follow me on Twitter at Sitcom Geek and Dave is at Cohen Dave. Mm-hmm. If you want to support this podcast... Offer us work. Yes. Or buy our books. <laughs> Mine is called Writing That Sitcom and Dave's is called How to Be Averagely Successful at Comedy. Dave also, as he hinted earlier, has uh, some uh, writing workshops coming up. Tell us about those, Yeah, Dave. I'm doing a couple of days uh, in uh, mid-November, 16th and 17th November, I think. And I've also booked a couple of days in March, uh, if you really uh, want to kind of get organised. And um, there are the special early bird rates for the two, uh, the, t- the two, or if you just want to do one as well. One is about making a living at comedy, where we'll talk in more detail about all the things you can do, as well as sketch writing to get into the whole business and then there's one day in which we uh, actually really sort of delve into sitcom writing how to write sitcom all the details on my website davecohen.org.uk brilliant do you go along and um, spend the day with Dave that's a, that's a day well spent or two <laughs> spend with Dave spend two days with Dave or four days with Dave if you want well, yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, thank you Dave thank you also to our producer Katie Story who I'm sure has made this podcast sound silky smooth So until next time, bye-bye.